I'm Matt Garrow Fisher, and this is the Burn From Within show. Each week, I interview inspiring people who have changed their career or life to light up inside. So if you want to get excited about your Mondays, work on meaningful projects, and have more time for the passions and people that matter to you, stay tuned. In this episode, I talked to Rex Sykes from Milwaukee, USA, who's had a successful career as an actor and producer in LA. Actually, a neurolinguistic programming NLP coach of mine highly recommended Rex, as have many others I know in the personal development and NLP community. And it's his work around mind design and the material from his new book, Life on Your Terms, which we'll explore in this interview and how you can use some of these concepts and principles to help you navigate career change and life transitions and the bumpy obstacles that come up in your mind that hold you back. In this episode, we discuss how Rex went through very difficult periods of his life with friends and his girlfriend leaving him, being on a cocktail of prescription and non-prescription drugs and attempting suicide by jumping off a building how he turned his life around by working out how he was asking the wrong questions. The concept of asking the right questions, using your brain's capacity for trans-derivational search to unconsciously find answers for you all the time. What kind of questions you can ask if you don't know where you want to go in life or your career to start finding solutions. The concept of the law of attraction and why it might not be working for some people and subtle differences that you can do to get better results. The importance of shifting your thinking from negative to positive and three habits you can start practicing to make this shift and manage career change more easily. And what's the one thing that makes Rex Sykes burn from within? The full show notes and videos of other interviews are available at burnfromwithin.com forward slash interviews. So listen all the way through and enjoy. I really wanted to go straight into your work about life on your terms, your new book. And the listeners of this show, a lot of them are going through career change, big life changes, making decisions about what to do next in life. Part of your book, you talk about right at the start, quite difficult period in your life where you, I think prescription medication, things were just spiraling out of control. And at some point you made a decision and and actually experimented with a lot of different things to change your life. Can you tell me a little bit about that time back then and, and how things started to change? I'd be happy to. And and this is the book, and I do talk more in depth about it here. The book is not about me. That is a, a part of an introduction about me, but the book is about how people who are going through life changes um, can navigate that more successfully, more happily, more easily, effortlessly by adding in some really simple things. It's actually a blueprint, a roadmap for how to do exactly what your viewers and listeners want to do, as well as anyone who wants to make positive changes. Today, I live the life of my dreams, but it wasn't always that way. I was about 25 years old, an actor in Los Angeles. I had some success and some not success, and I was I was struggling. And uh, I went skydiving against the wishes of a girlfriend, was injured, and in order to conceal that from her, because it would only upset her, I went to a doctor because I couldn't sleep. I'd injured my back, and I got a, what literally they described as a fatal combination of prescription medicines, which I said, can I take these here? And he gave me a little sample cup and said, yeah, go ahead. I took them. It's the last thing I remember for months. My sister said, I I went to pick her up. She said, you were a completely different person. I was told later the drug should have killed me. It it screwed up my world in in a way that uh, people would say, no, well, you have a volume. You need to calm down. Here, have a quaalude. You need to do this. Here, have some people are giving medicine left and right. I started to drink. That was truly a a, a prescription and non-prescription cocktail that the fact that I'm alive is an amazing thing. I go, obviously the universe wants me here, that kind of thing. 
what I discovered was that I lost my girlfriend. I lost my friend. I blew my career. I Half the time I was sleeping in a park or uh, wherever I fell down. And I still had an apartment. But the one thing was this, and that was as a child, I started reading positive development books, Napoleon Hill, meditation books. I got into hypnosis when I was 11. And uh, I'm now 25. And I had practiced those things, but I was, I, I wouldn't say I was serious about them. I was more of a dabbler. During this time, I tried to kill myself. I jumped out of a window, did all sorts of different things. But I decided at some point that I couldn't face the world. I couldn't go on this way. So there was only one one thing left for me to do if I was to survive. And that was I locked myself in my apartment. I sat down in a, in a big old easy chair and I said, I'm not going to leave until I can leave with confidence and face the world. And I went inside and I started doing hypnosis and visualization and affirmations. And I tried everything and it just didn't seem to be working. And I would say, oh, I am... I'm confident and I'm powerful and I'm strong. I can do this. I got this. And then a part of me would go, no, you don't. You're, you screwed everything up. You're stupid. You're dumb. So I had this horrible voice, which many people do. So I hope they can relate to this. At some point, I would say, well, you know, why did this happen to me? How come nothing ever works out? Why am I such a loser? How come, you know, she doesn't love me and my friends won't? And it, there was this like epiphany moment when I suddenly realized I was just asking myself all sorts of wrong questions. I wasn't saying, how soon will I get better? How confident am I? And how many different ways can I discover my resources to be able to to do these things? How quickly can I begin to move out into the world in a way that makes me feel good? And uh, I started to ask different questions. And that opened up everything. That the difference, because what it is, it's it's directing your mind. There's this, the notion of trans-derivational search, which means your brain looks for things even after you stop, if you post a question, if I ask you, Matt, if I said, what's the capital of Arizona? And you say Flagstaff, your brain doesn't have to go anywhere because you know the answer. But if you ask a question you don't know the answer to, then your brain continues to look for it. In the same way, you have a tip of the tongue phenomenon. You go, oh, what's that actor's name? What was that movie? Oh my gosh, I can't. And the more you try the harder it gets, the more evasive it seems. You get in front of your own self in your own way and you can't get it. So you go, ah, the heck with it. And a few minutes later, a few hours later, a few days later, you go, oh, it was Tom Cruise or whomever it might be, right? It drops in because the brain keeps searching for something it doesn't know. So if I say, will I ever be confident? My brain can go yes or no. It doesn't really know, but I can say, no, I never will be confident. But if I say, how soon can I discover myself beginning to feel more confident, my brain doesn't know. So it has to look for that. And how many different ways can I begin to feel better? Brain doesn't know. So it has to look for that. What I tell people is is this, is that if affirmations aren't working for you, there are ways to make them work. But traditionally, way back when I wrote an article, why affirmations don't work and what you can do and created this notion of directed questions and how to ask yourself questions that direct your mind in useful ways for you then to go after what it is you want. It's not about having an answer. It's about setting a direction. When they launch a rocket to the moon, it's of course, a lot of the time, it's just constantly autocorrecting, but they know the direction they want to go in. They know they're not going the opposite way to Saturn. They're going the way to the moon. So you need to set a direction that you, you can move in. And then you start to affirm or ask these questions. And if it's hard or more difficult to say positive things about yourself, it's only because you were conditioned to feel less than glorious about yourself or say less than glorious things. So it's really a matter of of developing a new habit. Once you develop a new habit, it gets easy because you have to overcome the inertia of the old ways. I love it. And before I go into more about how to rephrase your questions, for those people that maybe feel stuck in life right now because they actually don't know the direction to go. You talked about, okay, set a direction and then, you know, using all of the the tools and strategies in your book and also your courses, you can get there. But if yeah. you don't know what destination to put in your sat-nav, in your brain sat-nav, it can be quite daunting for people. What would you say to, to people that are in that position or at least think they're in that position? I appreciate what you just said, what they think they're in that position, because after all, it is all about what we think, not what actually is. Our thoughts are the barrier between the real world and us, our filters, our neurological, our eyes, our ears, our five senses, 
what we say to ourselves on the inside. Henry Ford said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're absolutely correct because it doesn't matter. He also said something that's very important at a different time. And that was, I never let what I can't do interfere with what I can do. So again, it's don't get caught up in thinking that your thinking is correct. Your thoughts are conditioned thoughts that we've been born and raised. They're habitual. They are distractions. You are you and your thoughts are separate from you. And the key is to be able to watch those thoughts, become aware of those thoughts, and then choose the thoughts that serve you and eliminate or distract or deflect or ignore the ones that don't serve you. There's two kinds of habits, either a productive habit that that you do well with or a bad habit that you don't do well with. So you do have a choice point. Now, to answer the question about what about people who don't know their direction, almost every self-help book in the world, Law of Attraction book in the world says, and it's absolutely accurate, to get somewhere, you have to know where you want to go. You have to decide what you want in life if you want to get what you want in life. And don't be vague about it. If you want $17.48, then say, I want $17.48. Be specific. If you say, I want to go to Milwaukee and, and see Rex, then you say, I want to go to Milwaukee and see Rex. If you say, I want to live a fantastic life, then you choose. So, But here's the thing. People get caught up in their thinking process and go, I don't know what I want. I have all these choices. So you can ask yourself, you go, how quickly can I discover my true passion or the true direction that would best serve me. I don't know what that is yet, and I'm willing to find out how quickly can I discover myself moving in the right direction or making a choice that is totally and completely satisfying that will direct me where I want to go. You, you know, just start ask questions. And again, it's not a yes or no question. It's And it's not just a what question or a why question, but we're not going to go into all of that. But my point is you direct your mind. I don't know what I want. So how soon can I find out what I want? How quickly can I begin to imagine myself knowing what I want? How quickly can I begin to see what I want and tell myself what I want and feel that this is right and use your imagination to guide those questions? How clear can I become about my future destiny in the next few weeks? You know, how, you know, and you can set times, you can do all sorts of stuff. The key is to just sincerely ask the question and not necessarily sit and hope for an answer. The answers aren't as important as the questions because the questions will open everything up. That's the cool part about our brain and about this search. It's the same reason why people, when they say, how come I'm so stupid? The brain goes, well, when you were four, you put your head in a toaster. You didn't get the right education. Your parents didn't give you money. You uh, tripped in front of your favorite you know, girlfriend or boyfriend when you were a child. And it'll come up with all sorts of reasons why you're stupid. So if you say, how come I'm so incredible and you only get one or two of them, it's because your brain isn't used to asking that. But if you keep asking, it'll find more and more examples in the same way that it found the ones about being stupid. So the same thing about clarity in your goal or clarity in your life, your brain will deliver for you. You just got to get out of the way and allow it to do what it does best. And you just guide it like you have your hand on the rudder of a little sailing boat and you're steering the boat. And that's all you're doing. You're steering, you're directing the mind to the class of experiences or the class of ideas or the class of behaviors or the class of feelings that you want. Sure. Yeah, I think it's almost like if people don't know what they want, they do know what they want. That At least they have an idea of what makes them happy, what motivates them. And asking these kind of questions that use transderivational search consciously, that gives progress in terms of stepping stones to move at least in a direction. And then it, when, they, when they're going in that, dire- that direction, they can discover different options, different choices. Um, and that's a big part of it, a big part of it. I love it. Well, okay. You know, the reason I named it Life on Your Terms is because you have to claim your life back. You have to claim your brain back. You have to put it to work for you. We all have grown up using our brain by default and living a life mostly by default. In other words, we circumstances happen and we blame circumstances or people or others or events and go, why me? How come? Not everybody, of course, but if, if you've lived like that, and I certainly have, then you understand you have to claim that back and you have to stop doing what you did. So you keep doing the old habits. You're going to keep getting the old habitual results which if they're not serving you or they're unproductive or they make you feel bad or they screw you up or whatever, those are the things you need to eliminate. But to tell people, it's like saying, stop biting your nails. People go, oh, I don't know what to do. You do it little by little. Again, you set up wins and you set up directions. And here's the cool part. You learned all sorts of crazy, weird things that that are limitations and 
beliefs that limit us and feeling bad and all that. But you also learned all sorts of good things and how to feel good and everything else. One got emphasized more than the other in life. And I always do it this way. It's like dog crap and diamonds, dog crap and diamonds, dog crap and diamonds. So it's your choice. Which do you want, dog crap? Or do you want diamonds? And if you want diamonds, then you have to focus on the diamonds, not the dog crap. And too many people focus on the dog crap. They accept it because they don't know any better. They live from it because they don't know any better. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to get out of it. And then they complain about it and go, how come I live in dog crap all the time? Why is there dog crap? Why is there this? Why is there that? And all that does is continue to further the dog crap. What you focus on is what you get. And what you fill your mind with is what you get. So if you fill your mind with debilitating concepts and thoughts and feelings and negative self-talk and stuff like that, then you know, you're going to live like that. But if you fill your mind with positive thoughts, optimistic thoughts, celebration, gratitude, love, peace, compassion, generosity, then you're going to live like that too. It's what you focus on is what you get. And that's why Ford said, what you think you can or what you think you can't, you're absolutely correct. Let's talk a little bit about the law of attraction. And yeah. you talk in the book, in your book about a lot of people, they've heard of the concept of the law of attraction, manifesting their goals, perhaps a new career, but it's not working for them. And there's quite a distinction between what people do where it works and what people do where it doesn't work. Could you clarify the distinction there and, and maybe help people who have hopelessly tried manifesting their dreams and now maybe they don't believe it's possible? If you're watching TV and you're engrossed in television and you're, you're lost in the show, somebody can walk into a room and you're not even noticed and they're right there. And then they go, hey, and go, whoa, I didn't hear you come in. Everything else that's outside the TV set is still there. It's all going on. You just aren't aware of it. And same thing with the law of attraction. So many people are so focused on what's on front of them in their TV screen that they miss everything else that's going on around them. And so what they do is then they nitpick and go, I didn't get this, I didn't get that, I didn't get this because they're focused on the screen. Instead of going, wow, the whole world is open and there's so many different things available to me, I wonder how soon I'm going to start attracting them and making them happen. Now, the other thing is it starts with mindset. It starts with your thinking process. For people to claim their life, they have to understand that if you have a negative thought, you probably are going to feel negative. And if you feel negative, you're probably going to have another negative thought. So it's going to continue to kind of spiral and then spiral down. Negative thought, negative feeling, negative feeling, negative thought, negative thought, negative feeling, negative thinking, negative thought. And that's how people go, oh my God, this morass of, of darkness and I don't know how to get out. If you have a negative thought and a negative feeling, you probably don't feel like doing anything really wonderful or positive or going out and having a great time because you're feeling down. So the results that you get are not the best results you get because your attitude in the very first part of the formula is off. You have to have the right attitude and the right feelings, the right behaviors to get the right results that you want to get. But if you have a good thought and you have a good feeling, that too spirals, it loops and it can spiral up. So people have to learn in some ways just to trick themselves into feeling better by doing little tiny things, make it fun, make it delightful, make it enjoyable, focus on the stuff that gets them closer to where they are and how lucky and incredible they are. Their brain literally we talked about it before the show, but in the book, we talked about the reticular activating system. Our brain is designed to see problems. It's designed to survival issues. It's people say, well, it's not designed to think positive because it's designed to find you know problems in the world. It's not the same thing. You're, you're talking apples and oranges at that point. Your brain is designed to look for environmental issues that threaten you. Now, because many of us don't have environmental issues as much as we used to living in the wild. We've replaced them with emotional issues. Somebody looks at us wrong. Somebody says the wrong thing. Someone gives us a, a gesture in a car on a freeway and, and we react from our conditioning. So you want to learn how to get some space between that so you don't have this automatic knee-jerk reaction. And that's true about sadness and depression and negativity and disappointment and anger and fear and doubt. They all trigger other things that we've grown up having. And so it keeps us from enjoying the moment as we focus on that. If we stop and breathe, take a deep breath, shake it off, think about all the good things that start to happen, our brain then starts, like I said before, you can ask why you're stupid or you can ask why you're incredible and your brain will give you the answer either way. So you train your brain to start looking for the good stuff because it's going to find the bad stuff anyway, but you train it to start looking for the good stuff. And then what it does is it goes, oh, this is what you want. 
You want the good stuff. Okay, so here, and then you open up to beginning to see opportunities and advantages that you didn't see before because you were literally shutting them out by the thoughts and the feelings that you had before. And again, it goes back to people have a bad attitude. They feel bad. They get bad results saying, wait, (laughs) let's just stop and let's take control. Let's take charge. Let's change our attitude, change what we focus on and begin living in that way. And it's really, it's very simple. It's not always very easy, but it's very simple. And it starts with awareness. And so what I do in programs and workshops and training and coaching and whether I'm training coaches to be coaches or people to to use this material, it begins with attitude. And you have to activate your attitude. Attitude is the number one predictor for success. It's the number one predictor for whether whether an outcome in a medical procedure is positive or not. Because if you expect something to help you and work, it's more likely that it will. And if you expect that it won't, it's more likely that it won't. We have placebo and no placebo effect that I talk about in the book. But so it's getting your brain is your servant. Here's the other thing. And people, instead of being the one who tells the servant what to do, they're taking their orders from the servant. And so we've got it backwards. And now when I say life on your terms, create the life that you want, it means that you now are the teller of the brain. You go do this and you teach it how to do it. And then the brain will do it and then it will do it forever. It's just like learning how to juggle. When you first start to juggle, it's very difficult. You're dropping balls. You don't know what to do. They're all over the place. You think, I'm never going to be able to do this. And if you think, I'm never going to be able to do this. This is hard. This sucks. This isn't worth it. I'm never going to. You probably won't keep with it. But if you stay with it and you keep going, you know what? Little by little, I'll get there. And wow, look at that. I did that. Pretty soon you juggle. And then your brain makes it a habit. It becomes automatic and unconscious and reliable. And you you can pick up things and juggle. You don't even think about it. You can, it's just like driving a car or riding a bike or a motorcycle. One time it seemed impossible and then you learned how to do it and it took some time to get through it. You talked yourself through it. You had failure and successes and everything else. You passed your driver's test or whatever. You got on a bike and you rode off and went, I'm riding a bike or I'm driving a car. Now you don't even think about all the stuff you went through to learn it. You just find yourself doing it. It's called unconscious competence. It's it's mastery at which level you master. So what you're learning how to do is master your thinking process, take control of your thinking process and your feelings, because your feelings are really what drive everything. So when people don't feel like things are working, they don't feel like it and they need to change their feelings. And how do they do that? Well, they have to change their thinking and their feelings so that they all work in tandem together to get the results that you want. And then you'll surprise and amaze and delight yourself all over the place because life gets good. Yeah. So if you haven't made it work yet, you can just realize, and here's the last thing I'll say about that for this. If you decide that you want to run a marathon, you don't finish the marathon until you cross the finish line. If anywhere along the line, you decide, I'm not going to do this anymore, you, you quit. So the same thing with a lot of trash people. I tried it. I tried it for years. Okay. But then you quit. And if you quit, you're never going to cross the finish line. So you just need to learn what to do differently so that you can easily cross the finish line and reap the rewards of your actions. And you will. It's not that it's not working. And I I said I was going to say the last thing, but here's the last thing. One of my pet sayings is this about the love attraction. If you throw it, a boomerang comes back, not a teacup. You get what you put out. You get what you focus on. You get what you spend your time thinking about. You get where you're... You're not going to get something different if you're filled with negativity. You're not going to get positive. If you're thinking about debt and lack and frustration and destruction, you're not going to have bliss and happiness and money and riches. You have to focus on what it is that you want and move in that direction to get it. And then doing that is actually quite simple and easy. Doesn't mean that there are challenges, but you become resilient and you adjust and continue along the way. But you have to start, and most people don't. They they try it, they dabble. It's like you drop your fishing line in the water, and and then you didn't. The fish didn't bite in a five minutes. You go, okay, I'm done. The fish aren't biting, and of course they will if you have the right bait. So you're learning to have the right bait is more important than whether or not it's actually working. Yeah, I, th- I think especially people that are going through life transitions, maybe divorce or a career change or anything like that, having resilience to, to stick through a decision and, and move towards a, a new goal, a new destination, it can be tough. But it's all of these invisible things, these attitude, positivity, positive thinking. That's the magic source that, that can, can really help, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. Right on. What would be... 
if someone were to implement three things today, maybe every day, practices, habits, to change their attitudes so that they could manage transitions more smoothly and, and more enjoyably, what would they be? For example, I know gratitude is a, is a big part of what you recommend to, for, for people to do each day. Is there any other kind of top practices that you would recommend for people to do daily? Probably first, and it's, it sounds counterintuitive, especially when somebody's hurting. And I know I've been there and not just the one time, but many times in my life, I've, I've been where it hurts. And, and hurting is okay. It's part of life. We don't like it, but it is part of life. So the first thing I think is, is to understand that, one, everything changes. Right now, as you and I are talking, we're hurtling on a, a rock through space that's something like 65,000 miles an hour while spinning in 24 hours. So the universe is expanding. It's moving further away from the Big Bang or whatever. So everything is changing. And what we've done is been conditioned to only notice certain things. And we habitually and routinely look at those things and ignore others as part of the reticular activating system. And so we miss all sorts of stuff because we're focused on this TV set. Now the other good stuff is all out here and we're looking right there at that. Like, how come I haven't succeeded? I'm 45 years old and I haven't made enough money and everybody's on and all this other stuff is here, but this is, you know, and it's why don't I do this? How come I haven't that? Or she left me or he left me or whatever. And they're focused in a, in a very narrow like tunnel and they're missing all the good stuff. So the first thing is to become aware that there are things that are changing and that your thinking about it is keeping you stuck. It can free you up, but how you think about it either is, it keeps you stuck or frees you up. So you have to become aware of your thinking. And one of the best ways to do that is to notice how you feel. If you feel sad, if you feel frustrated, feel angry, if you feel helpless, if you feel hopeless, anything that you would consider a negative emotion, bored, anxious, doubtful, that's literally like your dashboard indicator going off in your car saying the oil needs to be changed. You need to attend to the engine. Tire pressure is down. There's something that needs addressing. So when you're not feeling happy and joyful, and it doesn't mean you have to be blissful the entire time. It doesn't mean you have to be going, yeah, all the time. Because there are moments when that's, I love it, but there are moments when it's much more beneficial to have all that energy, but have it self-contained. So you pay attention to the signal. And what the signal is telling you is, check your thinking because you can't be thinking wonderful, positive, powerful, productive thoughts and feeling crappy. You can't think two things at the same time. You can't think I'm wonderful and I suck at the same time. You think one and you think the other, you think one, you think the other. So the point is, if you're not feeling your optimal, check your thinking, become aware that you're thinking less than glorious and that's contributing to your feelings and or your feelings are now contributing to your thinking. And you have to break that cycle, take a deep breath, move around, go for a walk. The ancients have known this prior to all the technological stuff. Go work in the garden. Go help somebody who has a problem worse than yours. Go do some physical exercise. If you're angry, count to 10. In other words, they're, they're constantly saying, take a break, take a pause. Change where you are, literally. Move in location. Get up from your chair, walk around. Go lie down in nature. Do something that is different so that you're not continuing to perpetuate the issues or the thinking or the feeling. So become aware is the very first thing. How do you become aware? You start filling your mind with positive thoughts. What can they do? Start reading books, start listening to audio, start doing programs, go to trainings or online or Zoom events, listen to things like this, Make get my book or other books, and then study them. Don't just read it to get through it. Make a study of it and fill and immerse yourself. There are people who dip their toe in the water but never go in. You got to just actually dive in. You got to jump in. You got to immerse yourself. And when you do, what you'll discover is it's good. It's okay. Everything works out. And there's inertia. So in the beginning, it's always harder than when it's over. For example, think of it this way. And I tell people this a lot. And I'll give you two examples. One is you're stuck in the mud or the snow and you're spinning your tires, but it's not making the appropriate contact. So you're stuck, but you're not getting anywhere because you're not able to make contact. You have to make productive contact in order to move. It requires some friction. So you need to have productive contact. The other thing is, what does stuck imply? It means no movement. So you have to create movement. Now, if I want to push my car from the stuck position out, it's very difficult for some time or for one person 
because you have to overcome inertia. A body at rest tends to stay at rest unless it, an equal or greater force acts upon it. So it's very hard to move the car. But once you get it moving, it's not that hard to keep it moving. So it takes more effort in the beginning to overcome the inertia of it remaining where it was. So in the same way with your habits and the behaviors and the negativity, there's some inertia there. So you bring awareness to it. You start doing these things. It may seem like it's going to take forever. It won't. It may seem like it. It may seem tough, but it's because you're trying to move through that inertia area. But once you get it going, it's going. Now, here's the flip side to that. If you're standing on a hill and you have an automobile in front of you and you're in front of the car and you're about a foot away and the brakes give out and it's in neutral, the car is going to start rolling down the hill. You can put your hand out and stop the car because while gravity is acting on the car, it doesn't have any momentum yet. It's only been able to go about a foot. So the inertia is starting to be overcome, but then you're able to stop it from being a problem. If you were 10 or 20 feet away from the car and that same situation happened, you'd have to jump out of the way because the momentum of the car, the gravity pulling on it, the weight of the car, the mass, would it would gain speed. So what happens is at first, it seems a little sluggish or a little slow while you're trying to get moving. Then momentum takes over and the momentum builds on itself. So the good news is that the more you do, the more you become capable of doing. The freer you get, the freer you become. And that continues. You perpetuate that all the way through the finish line of the marathon because it starts with awareness going, something's not right. I'm going to change that. You, you then act to change it. And as you continue to do that, you build habits. So you repeat what you're learning, the good stuff, consistently, reliably for long enough for it to become a habit. And when people say, I couldn't get it to work, it's working, but it's not working the way they want it because they hadn't done it long enough to make it the kind of habit that they want, or they didn't know that they were focused on the wrong stuff. Awareness, you got to do it. This is the other thing. People think, well, I'll just sit in my chair and wish for money to come. Not going to happen. It's not bad to do that in order to get your mindset geared up. But the law of attraction is really more like the law of creation. You, you, yes, you do attract things. We can talk about that in a second, but you're really creating the results that you want. You're taking charge. You have to be responsible. You have to say, if I want the good things, I'm responsible for everything. So I'm responsible for getting out of my funky state. I'm responsible for getting into my good state. I'm responsible for the results that I get. Not so that you can blame or criticize or feel superior, so that you actually take some action and not think that somebody else is going to do it or that God is going to come along or the universe is going to do it or somehow you turned yourself into this magnet where suddenly gold is going to you know, come flying towards you. You fashion your mind systematically using a very precise method, a roadmap for getting there, and then you transform all of it. What did we say? Mindset is everything. Get active to attitude. So awareness, attitude, and movement. You can't keep doing what you did if you want to get new results. So you have to create some movement. You have to get unstuck and move. So I created something called the Attitude Activator, a very powerful relaxation hypnotic program that people have used for more than a decade to change their lives. Very successful program. And I'll give you one of the components because what it does is it teaches you how to do this while you listen to it. But that is, if ever you're stuck, you stop. When you notice that you're stuck you, in what you're doing is where you have to stop. You take a deep breath and then you start to go inside and look for the resources that you can use to do anything else to be more productive and happy and healthy. And that's one of the pieces inside the attitude activator, because attitude, again, is the number one predictor of success. And being stuck means and people get stuck over all sorts of things that the good news is you can always get unstuck. You just create movement, become aware, stop what you're doing and create movement in any other direction and it will be different. Yeah, I think that's like a big difference to what a lot of people think about the law of attraction and manifesting. It's, oh, it will come to me. I'll attract it if I just, if I think this. But actually, you do have to take action. And, and the less you take action, the more you feel stuck because you're not moving. And that's in not just in terms of the tasks that will get you to a goal, but physically moving, actually changing your state through changing your physiology is a big thing that really helps a lot of people. You're absolutely right. And, and just one other thing, we use the analogy of planting a seed. You plant a seed for what you want, and then it grows in darkness. So you have to keep faith and maintain it, and nurture it, because the outer world can nurture it. But you could end up with a drought or something. So you protect the seed. You can't dig it up and check and see if it's growing. You just have to trust that it's growing. And then after a period of time, 
it sprouts. And then it sprouts, it still needs some taking care of until it's a, a full grown whatever. And you hear that inside the little acorn is the mighty oak. And that potential is there. And the thing about that is you have to plant the seed. <laughs> and that's the part that people somehow miss. They go, you're doing it. You're not, you can plant the seed in your thoughts, but then you have to plant the seed in your feelings and in your actions as well. And those need to be aligned. They have to be in direct alignment towards what it is that you want. That said, the law of attraction does also have components of attraction to it, but they come as a result of your action, not as a result of your inaction. So you don't just sit there and wish and want, because then you know you get wishing and wanting back. If you throw out a boomerang, you get the boomerang back. So if you're going, I want money, I want money, I want money, you're getting, you're saying, I don't have money, I don't have money, I don't have money. I want it, I want it, I want it. And the, and the universe is going, I'm giving you what you want. I think that's that subtlety is absolutely that's like a real key uh, for me anyway. Do you want to have money? Do you want to actually have money or do you want money? Hmm. So you, if you want to have money, you have to do things differently than wanting money. You, you want to have a loving relationship or do you want to want a loving relationship? And that's the big difference with people. They don't, they don't, they don't notice that. Yeah. And it's actually, if I want to, to have a job, maybe change from a, a finance director to, to going into IT, for example, if I have a, the law of attraction, a vision board, and I'm imagining that I want this IT role, this IT career. As you said, that immediately unconsciously puts it in its place that you lack, that you don't have it right now. But actually having a mindset of you already are that person, not you're going to do it or you're going you're gonna to have it, but you are, that your identity is that person and you're, you get into a state where you've already got it. So that subtlety, I've, I found anyway in my life, it makes all the difference in terms of getting momentum from an unconscious level and finding opportunities. And that's where the, the reticular activating system, which you talk about a lot in the book, really comes into play and helps you. And your unconscious becomes, as you said, your servant. So, yeah, I, I think it's very important to draw out that distinction in what you said. I've, I found that out quite recently, only a, only a few years ago. It's made a big difference. Well, I was going to say, put it in another context. I, I have Rex's rules in my training program. So one of the first rules is go first. It means if you want somebody to respect you, give them your respect first. If you want someone to listen to you, listen to them first. If you want someone to like you, be someone who likes them first. Doesn't guarantee that you're going to get that back. But what it does do is it opens it up. Because if you say, I want them to respect me, but you don't respect them, why should they? If you want them to listen to you, but you don't listen to them, why should they? So it's who you are, not what you want that makes a difference. So you have to go first. If you want to be happier in the future, start by being happy now. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a step, and then there's this destination. What people tend to do is they look over at the destination and they look at... When people are climbing up a hill, marching up a hill, walking up a hill or mountain climbing, not hiking, but not rock climbing. Same thing with biking. They tell you not to look at the peak, but to look down at your feet because the peak, looking at how far you have to go mentally will, geez, I'm never going to make that too far. But if you look down at your feet, you only have the next step to make. So you need to know where you want to go. That's setting the direction. And then you need to take each step and focus on each step to getting there. So if you aren't the person for whom money comes easily, that's what your first job is to change yourself into. If to be the IT person, in other words, if I sit here and go, I want an IT job, but I don't know how to do IT and I know nothing about it or I know a little bit, but I'm not good at it. I have to prepare that soil. I have to plant that seed and I have to go, I am the IT job. I have this now. I am this. I go first. Then I can, my brain will start looking for opportunities. It will start generating the behaviors that make things more attractive to me because I'm engaged in right action. People think, oh, this sounds like a lot of work. It's not a lot of work because what happens is your attitude changes. You find out that you're doing what you love. And if you're doing it out of love, it's not work, it's enjoyment. So it, there's a huge difference between the people who are going, wow, I'm attracting all sorts of money and good, wonderful things, and the person who goes, I'm steeped in debt and I can't get out, so I'm going to go money, 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 and then they end up wanting money, 
and then not getting it and then going, I tried, but it didn't work. So they don't validate what does work. They keep validating what they did that doesn't work. And you have to stop that. That's the go first thing. In order for you to get out of that cycle, you got to stop. You got to become aware of it because if you're not aware of it, so you got to become aware of it, stop, and then shift to this other way of being. And like I said, there may be some inertia in the beginning. For some people, there's beginner's luck and it's fantastic. And they go, oh, this is amazing. Look what I've done. And then it gets a little tough because like people who have beginners like sometimes it gets a little tough. You got to go through those moments. Those are all the seasoning moments where all the good stuff that happened. The kite rises highest against the wind. Trees actually get stronger when it's windy, not when there's no wind. So challenges and uh, disappointments and things that come along are all people say you either win or you learn a lesson. And I disagree with that completely. You win if you've learned a lesson. They're not different. You're winning and learning. And, and that's the good news. And, and too many people, for them, it's either or. Either I have it or don't. I this or that. Well, in some cases, dark crap or diamonds. Which do you want? And so you have to focus. And you have to choose. And then you have to continue to validate that choice and, and make that choice every moment. I was going to just ask, before I ask my last question, Rex, where can people get in touch with you, follow you, connect with you? Right now. So glad you asked. I'm all over the internet in different ways. The name is Rex Sykes. It's S-I-K-E-S. You'll have the spelling there. My company is Idea Seminars, I-D-E-A Seminars. It's been around since the 90s, early 90s. I've been training since the late 70s. And, and a very simple way to find my company website and me is Idea Seminars is nlponline.com. So now let's party nlponline.com. Uh, I have, it also is under idea seminars, but there's a hyphen symbol in the middle of it. So it's just as easy to say nlponline.com. Had that forever. So they can get that way. The book is available at Amazon, both as a book and as a Kindle. It's also available through my website. And if your listeners go to my website, by the way, idea seminars, there's a free gift for them that they can get just by putting their name, their email address in so that they can collect it. And then they can download a free audio gift. It's a 22 minute audio that is available uh, called What's Your Biggest Problem? What to Do About It? So maybe right up the alley of the people who are in the process of making life changes to listen to that and begin to make some changes. I also heartily encourage them to look through the programs and the products, the tools for transformation on my website, but to especially to read the book and apply the principles. If you read it and do nothing with it, then it's information and information is not power. It's only when information is applied that you can have power from it. So the fruit of the fruit of knowledge is action. Apply the principles. You find it easy. And how was the experience of reading the book for you? I was just going to share, actually. I think you're completely right. I think there was a lot of principles that I was familiar with, but I wasn't practicing, actually. And some of them I, I just have never practiced, but and a lot of them I do. But it's really comprehensive in terms of how you set up your thinking, your day, the practices... Uh, and it really reinforces you have to do to actually start shifting your attitudes and, and positivity. And I think it's actually a, a useful guide to keep going back to just to see if you're feeling a bit unresourceful, like what am I doing that's or what am I not doing perhaps that that I could start practicing more of. And when you start, when you said it, it's all about practice, if you read it and you don't do anything, then, you know, it, it's not worth anything. And I think that's completely true. And some of the concepts that I've been reading, I've, I've been practicing and it has made a difference. It really has made a difference to me. So yeah, for coaches, for people that are going through transitions, I thoroughly, I recommend the book. And I would say, don't, don't just skim through it. Just actually take note of what you're doing that is advised by Rex in the book and, and try things out because it does make a difference. It really does. And one thing I want to add, is that a lot of people think I'm stuck somewhere or life isn't working. I got to make a massive change. I got to take massive action. I got to do, and you don't, you just have to do a little bit. When a rocket ship is headed to the moon, they are just constantly making little micro adjustments to keep it on target. It isn't that you have to overhaul everything at one time in the same way that when you learn to drive, you, you don't get sat in a car and suddenly have driving behaviors. It's a process, but little by little, you go through the process and what I try and do with the book is make it fun and enjoyable and easy and bite-sized so that you can do things and you have an incentive 
because you start seeing the results, you have an incentive to keep continuing. And it's easy and the principles are there, some that you're familiar with, some you may not be familiar with, but they're there to keep in the forefront of your mind. You don't want 157 different moving parts. You don't want 52 different techniques. You don't want to have to memorize all sorts of formulas. You want it as simple, easy, fun, and enjoyable, and to get the biggest bang for what you're doing. I encourage people, if you just start small, like eating a meal, you don't take it and plop the whole thing into your face. You bite it and savor it. And notice that as you do that, you will begin to change and make an incredible difference in your life. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Rex. My last question, I see, I noticed that you as a man that that is burning from within. And by that, I define that as someone who is living with passion, is living with purpose and and has a great balance in their life. I think those three things are, are really important to live a good life. What do you think is the one thing that enables you to burn from within right now, Rex? Again, I wasn't always this way. When I was young, I had a little faith in myself. I love to perform. I love to act. I love to to go out on stage. But my personal life, my social life, my family life was very different. And and that with a lot of actors, they can get out on the stage, they can do whatever, but they're very shy, introverted, or messed up people. Um, I had a, a, a... middle-class upbringing. I felt loved. I didn't feel overly loved or not loved. I didn't have a, I didn't have a horrible upbringing. For me was the realization that if I wanted to live differently, I had to take charge of my mind and I had to, to fill myself with positivity. I was a person who could not visualize. I could not visualize myself doing well. Somebody said, imagine yourself being successful five years from now. I couldn't see that. I, all I would see is me, myself screwing up something would go wrong or something. I had to train myself to visualize differently. And boy, I hated it. I would sit down and visualize and I'd get frustrated and I would get upset and I'd go, I can't do this. And I'd try again. And, but little by little, I started to figure out how I could make that change. And the same with the burning from within. Napoleon Hill talks about um, passion, that you need to know what you want. You need to have passion. And that passion has to be so burning white hot light kind of thing that it becomes faith in that faith in uh, not in a religion or a god or a deity or that kind of but faith in yourself you will do what you say you will do and this by the way is probably one of the most important concepts that people with the law of attraction can people say i want a million dollars i wonder if i'll get it I, I, maybe i'll try and they get passionate and they go i really want it it's about intending to do it. It's I'm going to do it no matter what. I'm going to make the million dollars legally, and I'm going to do it within this amount of time frame, and I'm going to do it, and nothing's going to stop me. And it's that conviction that I am able to do this, and I not only able, I will do it no matter what. You can call it burning your bridges. You can say whatever, but you decide. You make a decision that this is what I want. I want the best life. I want the best relationship. I want to raise my children. I want to live in this home. I want to feel glad. I want to be, whatever it is that you are doing it. So what, how, why do I burn from within? Because I have embodied this. I have two incredible darling dogs. I've got two incredible darling children. I am totally and completely blessed. And it goes back to gratitude. If you consider everything a blessing, no matter what life offers you, even the hardship and the trouble and a negative person flipping you off on the highway, if that's a blessing and designed by God, even if it's not true, everything is for your good, then everything is good. It's the judgments we make that screw us up. We say, this is bad and this is wrong and I'm suck and I'm not good at this and I can't do that. The point is the burning from within comes from the absolute conviction that if I can do this, you can do this. Anybody can do this. And I've overcome a lot in my life, like it's not necessarily family, I've overcome a lot of hardship in my life and I'm able to do a heavy lifting now. It's everybody else's turn. And there are people who are have had greater odds than me. It's eminently possible. And if you decide that you're going to burn bright, then burn bright. I love it. Thank you so much, Rex, for such a honest and open interview and sharing a lot of practical tips and, and, and insights into how to manage transitions, how to set direction and delving into shifting your mindset to become more positive, to to start activating a a new attitude. And I'll leave in all the show notes links to your book, your website, and thank you so much for sharing your life's work today. Thank you. And if people want, like I said, I do coaching, I do uh, 
programs. If they want to learn further and more, contact me, look me up or check into the programs or read the book or do something. Just don't let the information go in one ear and out the other. Use it to transform your life. Take what you've got and transform your life and live a fabulous life and pay it forward for someone else. That's the best thing you can do is help transform the world. We can light a million candles off of one candle, but your candle has to be lit first. It's the saying that I, it's, I didn't originate it, but one that I've embraced for over 30 years. And, and so live with a lit candle and, and help other people light their candles. I appreciate that you have connected me with these, your viewers and, and listeners. Uh, I really do appreciate it, Matt. You have an awesome program, an awesome show. You're doing a great service for the world, and I'm honored and privileged to be here today and to, to be able to talk with you and, and the, your audience. Thank you very much, Rex Sykes. Thank you. Honestly, if you follow Rex and just read his posts and videos, he's one of the most genuinely happy, positive, and grateful people I know. It just oozes out of him. And that factor makes all the difference in managing life's tricky roads. So when you get his book, Life on Your Terms, don't just read it. Apply the principles little by little and notice what difference it makes over time. You've probably heard the law of attraction or practicing gratitude or some of the other concepts. But this guy is a man of application, has the results to prove it in genuine happiness. So go ahead and start living life on your terms too. And if you found this podcast helpful or inspiring, it's super easy to leave us a review now. Go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash burn from within. That's ratethispodcast.com forward slash burn from within. And you can select the platform you use to listen to this and then the site will tell you the exact instructions for your own podcast platform on where and how to leave a review. Until next time, live with passion, purpose and balance and burn from within.